0: Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For
1: more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. We okay, seated
0: this morning for a moment. Our worship team's hanging out. They're going to be back. It's a little different than the normal service today. We call it family style, and I'm really glad there's a bunch of kids right up front. Uh, today, the kids are, rather than being in children's ministry, they're here with us today. And, um... You know, what we hope to do with a family style service is uh, be in this together. You know what I mean? You're going to see that throughout. We're going to
1: read, I'm going to actually
0: read you the story of Jesus' birth here in a minute. And let's just be together. Let's inhabit this space together as as a family of believers. And whether you normally go to church here, or if you're a Christian, you go somewhere else, we're family. And we're so glad to, to be here with you this morning. So kids, I have a story for you. Are you, are you ready for a story? Women's ready for a story, James ready for a story. All right. Adults, are you ready for a story? Okay, great. <laughs> so there was a man named Joseph and a woman named Mary. They were engaged to be married. And Mary was pregnant, and they left their home and traveled to a town called Bethlehem. And they were going going to be counted by the government, of all things. But they go to Bethlehem, which is called the city of David. And Mary was very pregnant. In fact, while they were there in Bethlehem, she gave birth, her first child, a son. And his name was Jesus. That's That's right. You got got it. it. And so she wrapped him up in cloths. She laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Meanwhile, there were shepherds nearby, outside, keeping watch over their flocks of sheep. And at nighttime, an angel appeared to those shepherds. And the angel um, was surrounded by light and gl- the glory of God. is shone like a bright light all around these shepherds. Can you imagine if that happened to you at your work or school, right? All, you're just working, and then boom, and here's an angel in a huge bright light. And so they were scared because this is not normal at work. But the angel said, hey, don't be afraid, guys. I have a message for you. And the message is good news that will cause great joy for all people. And the angel said, there's been a baby born in Bethlehem today, you guys. He is Savior, Messiah, and Lord. Go see for yourselves. Go check out what God has done. And then a huge choir of angels show up. It gets even better and bigger and grander. And they sing glory to God in the highest heaven. And they say God has given his peace on earth to those who don't deserve it, to those whom his unmerited favor rests upon. He gives his peace. And the shepherds were like, whoa, (laughs) let's go check this out. And so they went to see the baby for themselves. And after they'd seen him, they went and told everyone about him. Like the angels, they praised God and gave him glory. That's the story of Jesus' birth from Luke chapter 2. And I just want to point point out a couple of things for you about it this morning. morning. Two of the key messages are, I have good news of great joy, the angel says. And actually, the word used for joy in Luke chapter 2 is used in other places, and it points to salvation itself, as does the word peace, When the angels say, what do they say? (laughs) God gives peace to all on whom his favor rests. Both those words point to salvation, although it's not super obvious when you read our English Bible. But I wanted to point it out to you this morning. Just think of Luke chapter 15, where Jesus tells us a story about what God is like, and he says God is like a shepherd who lost one of his hundred sheep, and he went to search for it. And when he found it, he had great joy. Because, because it had been saved. You see how the link, the link is there? There's a joy of salvation, and the angel announces, the joy of salvation is here. It's Jesus. He is born. And did you know what Jesus' name means? Does anyone know? What does it mean? I'm going to be really impressed if you do, especially at such a young age. Ooh, Emmanuel means God with us. Good guess. That's a prophecy about Jesus. Adults, anyone know what the name Jesus means? God saves. Bam, nailed it. A plus. (laughs) Jesus' name means God saves. What great joy that God saves became flesh and blood, right? It wasn't just a theory or something we read about in this book. It was a baby, a person. It is a person because he lives today. What great joy there is in that. Peace also points to salvation. Think about it. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But another way of thinking about that is we've all become enemies of God our creator. Through our own sin, wanting to be our own God, we've become his enemies. But he puts us at peace with himself through Jesus. Salvation is peace. And the, pe- the word peace in the Bible actually means more than it means to us in our culture today. Peace, biblical peace, means a wholeness, a fullness, a health, a wellness at all levels of who you are, body, soul, and spirit. It's so much fuller than what it means in our culture today. And And did you notice, when Jesus heals people often, especially in the Gospel of Luke, he says, your faith has saved you, go in peace, right? Healing, wholeness, accomplished through Jesus— leads to going in peace, living a life that is full, that is under his favor and his blessing.
2: What a powerful message. And again, it wasn't a theory, it wasn't a concept like I explained it to you today. It was in a person, Jesus.
1: So who is Jesus? The angels called him three things, Messiah, Lord, and Savior.
0: Messiah means anointed one. This is the one that God promised over hundreds of years would come to save his people. The anointed one prophesied about in the Old Testament who would come and establish an enduring kingdom that would never end. That's why so often in the Gospels it says, the kingdom of God is at hand because Jesus is here. He's Lord. That means God in human flesh. Lord, God, creator. That's who Jesus is. You know, the same word is used when it says the angel of the Lord, Lord, appeared to the shepherds. The angel of God appears to them and says, and God's a baby. Go check it out. Isn't that crazy? The glory of the Lord shone about the host of angels as they sang. The glory of the Lord, Jesus. Same guy. When Jesus says later, people ask him, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, and strength. That's him. Same word. And it's used right there. Jesus is Lord as baby on purpose. He is God in flesh. What a gift he gave in humbling himself in that way. And finally, Savior. We said joy and peace or salvation, right? And it's through him. He is our Savior. First John 4 says, The Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, lives God lives in them, and they in God. That's 1 John 4, 14 and 15. So the joy and peace of salvation lives in every one of us who believe through Jesus. Man, that's amazing. And that line that says, Peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests. It's a sense of his grace and unmerited, unearned favor we're undeserving yet he gives it anyway the last three weeks here at new day we studied the book of malachi We, we taught on it we thought about what the book of malachi showed and one of the themes is it starts with god's love and his faithfulness to his people and it highlights how unfaithful they had become in the time of malachi but God comes in and appeals to them. You read this all through, especially the prophetic books, books of the Old Testament. God says, come back to me.
1: Come back to me. I still love you. I haven't given up.
0: Come back to me. Come under my peace. Experience my joy and blessing in the full life as I've designed it for you. That's what he put before them through the prophet Malachi. And that's what Jesus came to do. You know, Malachi was a tough book to read. It has a lot of words that are warnings and, and judgment, you know, a warning of judgment to come, which is true. But as we look at the history of Scripture and human history, and the history of God is what it really is, what comes first isn't the judgment. We get to that in the book of Revelation. But what comes when you turn to the page from Malachi is the birth of Jesus,
2: a gift of salvation.
0: Receive it Now
2: while we still have the chance before the judgment comes, because eventually it will. The Bible
0: says God is patient. He's waiting, hoping that the most of us will choose salvation through him. But eventually that opportunity, the window of opportunity, closes. So God himself became one of us in Jesus, born as a baby in a manger. He would preach, teach, die, and rise again for our salvation And as I just reflected on his birth, his life this week, I thought, wow, how humble, how gracious is our God. How loving and how merciful is he. Joy, peace, salvation, and eternal blessing are ours if we only believe in him and make him our Messiah, our Lord, and our Savior.
3: All right. Thank Thank you. you. Okay, so we have some folks who
4: have made that decision to make Jesus their Lord and Savior and Messiah. And um, the Bible says to believe and be baptized. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. But this is so exciting because it's part of the Great Commission. I just want to remind us all of that this morning. That when Jesus, Bill talked about when Jesus was born, well, when he left this earth, He had died, been raised back to life. as Right before he's ascending into heaven on the clouds, he says to all of his followers, all authority on earth has been given to me. Go and make disciples of all nations. That means go share the message of salvation with every race. Leave no one out. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what we're doing this morning. And then the next step, and teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. So after you're baptized, what do you do next? You keep coming to church. You keep learning. And we're going to teach you how to follow, how to walk this out. How do we live lives devoted to him for the, for the long haul? And so um, that's what we're going to do this morning. And um, I want to read... An amazing baptism passage from Romans 6, starting verse 3. If you have your Bibles and want to read along, you're welcome to. Okay, you read along. So just for context here, the Apostle Paul um, is speaking to the question. um, Let me see. Yes, Yes, they're they're like, well, well, there's so so much grace. grace, Can't we we just go on sinning? I mean, there's so much grace here, right? And And Paul's saying, no, because you died to that. You died died to your sinful nature. nature. It's not Not even there. there." So pick it up in verse 3. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? So when you go under the water, you're being baptized into his death, okay? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So before salvation, you're a slave to sin. You can't not sin. After salvation, you now have the option not to sin. There's still temptation, but you're not bound to that anymore.
1: And so um, that is what we're going to do this morning. So let's start with
4: Silas. So So what, your family can come up. And so so the way this is going to work, yes. (laughs) So the way this is going to work is we're going to talk for a minute and a few questions. After he's baptized and wraps up in some towels, he's going to go over to the cross. And people can, um, especially the children's ministry, I want you guys to come around, especially my student leaders, the sixth graders, um, to pray for him, process over him, we're going to pray that he be filled with the Holy Spirit. So this is a really special time after baptism. So um, I want to welcome you to do that after he is baptized. All right, buddy. You ready? Okay. So Silas, why do you want to be baptized today?
5: So
0: I can accept God's word and Savior and
5: believe in him. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah. So, Silas, do you believe that Jesus is God? Yes. Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins?
3: Yes. And do you believe that God
4: raised him from the dead, showing his power and victory over sin? Yes. And do you devote your life to following him? Yes. Awesome.
3: Okay, step in here. You guys want to say say anything? Share?
1: So obviously we're really excited for Silas. He's been um, really vocal about his faith. Um, and one fun example was uh, recently, and this is what led to, to him wanting to be baptized, um, Kelly was having a conversation with him about baptism and what it means, and she asked, "Would you want to be baptized? And um, he, he'll be the first out of, out of his brothers. And he said, yes, Mom, I've been waiting for you to ask me that. <laughs> So he's really excited, and, and <laughs> if you've ever heard him pray, he's really descriptive about his faith, and um, he's, he's excited for this, so we are, too. Woo!
0: Yes.
3: Okay, you ready, Silas? Okay, based on your
0: confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ,
4: I baptize you now in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. <laughs>
2: there's an impromptu today, she started out and she's like, I want to be baptized, I want to wanting it for a while, and wanted to make sure, you yeah, know, she's ready, do you understand what that means, and she says, yes, she's to Jesus forever, and it's like, well, it's not always going to be easy, what are you going to do if people will make fun of you about it? And Jane, do you remember what you said?
5: Yeah, I'll pray for them not to be mean. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then I said, but what if the water's really cold? And she says, then too, but I already checked and it. it's not, so... <laughs>
4: That Jesus is God? Yes. And do you believe that he died on the cross as payment for your sin? Yes. Do you believe that God rose Jesus from the dead showing victory over sin? Yes. And you've already said this but you devote your life to follow him? Yes. All right. Jane Fielding based on this confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ I baptize you now in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit
0: Ben. Ben's next. We're going to do Ben and one more, Ben and Sally, but if you feel like, you know, you've just recently become a Christian, maybe you have spent a long time away from the Lord and you're coming back to Him and dedicating your life to Him and you want to be baptized today, you can. Come and see Pastor Cameron. He's got extra shirts for you <laughs> and maybe a towel left. We'll see, uh, but we would love to baptize you. So see Cameron if you want to jump in on the action. Ben how you doing buddy
5: I'm doing I'm doing good
0: all right Ben is a joy he went with us on a mission trip to Tennessee this summer it's been fun to see his spiritual growth in youth group and on that mission trip he's a man who a young man who loves God very much Ben is there something you want to say about your relationship with the Lord this morning
5: uh, it's grown a lot in this past year um,
0: and it's just a lot up to this moment. Yeah, it's so true. So. Awesome. That's great, Ben. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and then we'll dip you under the water. Sound good? All right, Ben, do you believe that Jesus is God? Yes. And do you believe that he died on the cross as payment for your sins? Yes. And Ben, do you commit to follow him for your whole life? Yes. Well, amen. Amen. Yes. Based on your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.
4: All right, Sally. <laughs> okay. yeah, yes. right yes. Sally, we love you. Welcome to this family. You belong. Yes. Sally, do you want to say anything about your love for Jesus?
1: is because I love Jesus. I need a Savior. I want Jesus in my life. I want his love. I want his peace. And I want the joy. I want to be
4: raised him from the dead, proving victory over sin. He rose from
3: the dead, proving victory over
4: sin. Yes, you devote your life to follow him. I am following Jesus Christ. All right. Sally, based on this confession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
5: Yeah. yeah. the clouds, with justice in his heart, and a sword upon his side, and all will see the glory of this man, with fire in his eyes, he's jealous for his bride, and there's gonna be a wedding, it's the reason that I'm living. Very.
4: coming again, and that you beckon us to come to you. We just honor you this morning. We thank you for your faithfulness. The more we read the Bible, we see how unfaithful people are, yet how steadfastly faithful you remain. So we worship you this morning for that. We honor you, King of kings, Lord of lords, Savior of the world, in Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. All right. Thanks for worshiping, kiddos. You can take a seat now. So the last thing that we're going to do this morning is I um, feel led by the Holy Spirit to share with you about a word that has been strongly on my mind this Christmas season. And so I'm going to kind of trace this word through the Bible, and then I'm going to sing you a song. And I just felt like the Lord wants to minister specifically to each and every heart this morning. So my prayer is that your heart... um, would be changed and touched by whatever the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you individually today. And I figure, I can sing a song for you guys. If he could die on the cross for me, I can sing a song for him. All right, so the word is come. This word, everybody say come come this word is woven throughout the whole bible sometimes it's a blatant obvious emphasis and if not it's always subtly there from the beginning when adam and eve hid in shame after their first sin what did god do yeah he comes toward them he says where are you and so we see this in the heart of god is to come And then God tells Noah in Genesis 7-1, come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. He says, come, he saves, he rescues. God comes to Abram to make a covenant and a promise. God comes to Moses and says, I'm sending you to deliver my people Israel. In Exodus 19, God comes down on Mount Sinai to be near the people. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written that you may teach them. He says, Come, I want to teach you my ways, I want to teach you how to follow me. Then God's people come into the promised land that God provided for them. And there's this whole series of battles where they would not win had the Lord not come through for them. He comes and he fights their battles. And then we have Jesus. He comes near, so near to us through his birth, doesn't he? He came so near. And then in his ministry... He extends his hand and says, come, follow me, be my disciple. I'm going to teach you how to fish for people, he tells some fishermen who he was calling one day. And to come, as I was thinking about this word, obviously come means to move towards or to be present, but it also means to be separate from something else. Right? If I come, I'm also not here at the same time. And so when we come to him, we, sep- we separate from sin. We, we um, separate from following another. We separate from following ourselves. Bill prayed it this morning. We, one of the most common things that humankind does is make, we make ourselves God and want to... Um, create our own rules and say what's right and wrong instead of following him. And so when we come to him in response to his loving coming toward us, when we come to him, we leave behind something else. And then Jesus says things like, Come to me, you who are weary, and I will give you rest beautiful promises of, of what's going to happen when you come to him and then he says to the little children let the children yeah let the children come to me and then he taught us to pray your kingdom come your will be done we put that in our prayers asking him to come in his way the way of the kingdom of god to be in our lives and on the earth and then Jesus will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven, the angels tell Jesus' followers. He will come back in the same way. So he's coming again. And one of my favorite passages about this word come is Revelation 22, starting in verse 12. I'm going to read it to you. You can turn there if you would like. Revelation 22, the last chapter of the Bible. This is um, Jesus saying this through the Apostle John. Jesus says, Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they May have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice magic arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, And let him who hears say, come, whoever is thirsty, let him come. And whoever wishes, let him, you're thirsty, (laughs) will come to Jesus and take the free gift of the water of life. That's actually what you did this morning, Jane. You took the free gift of the water of life. And so that is that extension to everyone. If you're thirsty, come, be among those whose robes are washed so that you can have the right to the tree of life. And Jesus says, yes, I am coming soon. Did you know that the last days started when the church was birthed? Early church, they lived expectant for Jesus' return. And so that's the appropriate posture for all believers that we're expectant and we're ready, but never declaring a date or a time because Jesus says that only the Father knows. And so we look forward to him coming again. And so the the song I'm going to sing is, Oh, come all you unfaithful. And it's a spin on the, Oh, come all you faithful. And um, it's just the message of Christ was born for you, for you. He was born for you. So no matter what you're dealing with, come open your heart to him. Come and be near to the one who came near to you. So no matter where you're at this morning are you are you weak physically are you um mentally struggling so many people deal with um you know mental instability and difficulties are you weary from praying for something for a really long time and you haven't seen breakthrough yet are you weary from that maybe maybe that's you this morning maybe You've been longing for a child and you're barren. Maybe you have bitterness inside you. Maybe you have um, fears that you haven't been able to voice, but you're just kind of held captive by fears. Maybe you hesitate to come because you feel you have nothing to offer him. But whatever it is, I pray that you will open your heart and come experience his perfect love in a very special way. Micah, can you hand me some water? Okay, so let's just close our eyes and I want you to picture Jesus, picture him coming to you and picture him outstretching his hand toward you, beckoning you to come.
3: Oh, come all you unfaithful, come. Weak and unstable, come see what your God has done. Oh, come, barren and waiting ones, weary of praying, come see what your God has done. Christ is born, Christ is born, Christ is born for you. Oh, come, bitter and broken, come, with fears unspoken, come, taste of his perfect love. come guilty and hiding ones there is no need to run see what your God has done Christ is born Christ is born Christ is born for you he's the pardon his promise is peace for those who believe he's the lamb that was given slain for our pardon his promise is peace for those who believe so come though you have nothing come He is the offering, come see what your God has done. Christ is born, Christ is born, Christ is born for you, Christ is born, Christ is born. Christ is born for you.
0: Thanks, Marilee. That was really beautiful. Well, this was family Christmas at New Day, guys. (laughs) It was really good. Um just a couple of things to leave you with before we dismiss today. One is um if you have tithes and offerings you'd like to give, you can use the giving station on the way out or the online methods. Um if you're giving toward the year-end thing, you can mark it as such. 21 days of prayer and fasting begins on January 1st. We're going to spend the first 21 days of 2024 pressing into prayer together and fasting to seek the Lord as a community of believers. Um <clears throat> And if you're a New Day regular, and we have your info, (laughs) there's actually a table in the foyer with a prayer guide for each member of your household. If you stop by and grab that on your way out, that would be great. Anyone who's not here, or if you forget, it'll be mailed to your house next week, so you have it before that begins. Um, But I encourage you to really spend a little time. We've heard, you know, the Lord's been speaking to us about specific things to pray for. We've heard from some of you things he's leading you to pray for into to start the year that's a great thing to do there are weekly prayer meetings on thursday nights at 6:30. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah and if we don't have your mailing address we want you to be able to um still participate it's, there's an amazing guided prayer journal prompts for every day so there should be a stack unlabeled go ahead and, and pick one up
0: good thank you thanks for having that Okay, and then the last thing is this, next week is also a bit of a special service. It will be New Year's Eve, and so the service is called Celebrate. We're going to look back with thankfulness at what the Lord has done in 2023. We've got several of you we've already talked to about sharing testimonies of what He's done in your life this year. And we're also going to look forward to what we feel like the Lord is saying New Day Community Church is going to be doing in 2024. So it's a real great Um, Sunday It'll be the normal service time at 10 a.m. next Sunday. Sound good? All right. Well, with that, you can stand up and greet one another. Um, There are refreshments available in the back of the room as you fellowship with one another. Please enjoy those. Merry Christmas to you, and we'll see you next Sunday.